This is a Soulfire production. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to do a Q&A episode. So many amazing questions have been sent in, and uh, I picked one that was calling to me today. So we're going to talk about letting go of the past so that we don't have to experience the same things again. Before I jump into it, I will remind you that if you have a question you want to send in to be explored on an episode, just go to christinathechannel.com slash pod, P-O-D, and you can submit the question or the topic there. I'll remind you those questions aren't meant to be like personal readings, so it's not should I move to Florida or Kansas? They're meant to be questions that can apply to the collective slash all of the listeners here. But it's super helpful for me because it gives me a pulse on what you guys are most curious about at this time. So I've already got the guides here and we're ready to go. They're excited. They're ready to go. My new book, Pain, Love, and Purpose is officially available for release, and I cannot wait for you to get your hands on this. Pain, Love, and Purpose is a poetry book, and these poems are separated out into three sections, pain, love, and purpose. And this book is really an exploration of how we can turn our pain into our purpose and how pain is often the thing that leads the way for us to really uncover deeper love and real purpose in our lives. This is the most vulnerable thing I've ever released. It details specific experiences and relationships from my own life, moments that have cracked me open, moments that have shaped me and really built me. But in those stories, there is something that is relatable for everybody. I really believe that emotions are what connect us, even though we might not all have the same exact life experiences. Where we can connect to each other is through our shared emotions. And that is what this book is about. It would mean so much to me if you picked it up. When you hold this book in your hands, you really are holding a piece of my heart. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It will make you feel all the feels. And it might just shift your perspective on certain situations in your own life and help you really reconnect with your own purpose. You can head to Amazon and search for pain, love, and purpose. You can also go to painloveandpurpose.com and find more information there. If you do pick it up and you enjoy it, if you leave a rating and a review on Amazon and then take a screenshot of that and email it to media at christinathechannel.com, we will email you back a free meditation to help you reconnect with your own purpose as a bonus gift. I am beyond grateful for all of the support and love around this book. Every review matters. And if you haven't gotten your hands on it yet, just go to painloveandpurpose.com. All right. So here's the question. Leah sent this in. How does one let go and stop thinking about a situation or person so they don't keep manifesting it over again? I feel caught in the same cycle or pattern and struggle letting go. How do you know when something is yours versus others, past lives, generational pain, etc.? Such a great question. And there are so many angles to this. And I feel like this is so relevant to everybody, right? Because if you keep thinking about a situation or a person and then you're energizing it and it goes back to what is discussed quite a bit in my book, Manifestation Mastery how many people worry and they think that, well, maybe they don't think that, but we worry about things that we don't want to happen. And because we're worrying about them, we're thinking about them a lot. And then that's what we are projecting into our fields. And that's what we can actually be magnetizing or energizing. So there are quite a few different angles that we want to go at this 
from. So where do we want to start? Let's start with, first of all, remember that what you believe to be true will be true. So if you are worried that because you keep thinking about a situation or a person, you're going to manifest it again, then you're basically deciding I'm going to manifest it again. So I'll speak from personal experience here. There have been things that keep popping up in my head and I'll recognize that if I keep having that pop up in my head and then I'm responding with that by saying to myself, oh my gosh, is that, does that mean it's going to happen again? Oh my gosh, I'm worrying. It keeps popping up. I'm worrying about it. Am I going to energize it? Then I'm actually just energizing it more versus deciding that it happened. First of all, the situation happened so that I wouldn't have to experience it again. And maybe it's coming up because there's something deeper to dive into there, which we'll get to in a second. But I basically decide that it's not popping up again in my head for me to manifest it again. I'm deciding that if it's popping up in my head, that's not contributing to me manifesting again. Do you see the perspective shift there? So basically, however you're responding to it and whatever you're worried about is going to happen based on it popping up, you're making that more likely to happen because you are that powerful. So one of the really important things here is just recognizing that when things pop up, and to be honest, like I, especially when I was younger with my psychic abilities, I would have really scary images pop up for me a lot, or I'd have like, like these really weird visions. And I kept getting worried, right, that they were going to happen, that they were foreshadowing. And I realized like I just couldn't live without stress. And the thing is that those situations never happened. Those never happened. So there can be different reasons why things pop up. And if it's popping up, without you trying to think about it. That's different than if I'm sitting here and actively deciding I'm going to sit and think about this person. Do you see the difference? Like if I'm going to sit, I'm going to sit and think about that past situation or that person, I'm choosing to energize that versus if it's popping up like out of out of nowhere, what we think is random but it's not really. That's our subconscious or our higher selves, our spirit guides trying to get our attention with something there. And sometimes those are just frequencies that are coming in and then they can leave. I always say that with thoughts or visuals, like if something pops up, you can decide that's not mine. Let's just let it go instead of holding on to it. If it's, you know, a memory, a relationship, a person that just keeps popping up for you again and again, then there's something under that for you. The thing is, it's probably popping up again and again so that you can get under it, dive deeper into it, close it up, so to speak, energetically, and then you won't have to manifest it again, right? So if, if the universe has deliver us an experience. So we learn some lessons. Maybe those aren't super fun lessons to learn. The best thing we can do is learn all the damn lessons so that we don't have to experience a different version of it. So it's actually really helpful when we take that one experience and just squeeze all the juice out of it that that we can to learn about ourselves. And it's the same thing as like they're saying to relate this back to content and how I've been talking about this a lot in the channel collective of and I think people can feel this in general. We have so much information coming at us that's basically a distraction device and it's keeping people really scattered and fragmented energetically and confused and and it goes back to what I've talked about so many times this idea of concentrating your energy the guides talk about this all the time like to really really utilize our power fully we need to focus on concentrating our energy but if we keep going from one piece of content to the next one book to the next like it's almost like this energy of it's a race to get more and more done how many books can i read in a year how many podcasts can i listen to how many messages can i listen to every day we're often skipping over opportunities to squeeze all of the juice out of the lemons that we already have so for example i think about different readings i've had like astrology readings human design readings and i i can tell you, it's 222. I just saw that. Don't you love that? I can tell you that anytime I've gotten a reading, I have listened to that thing probably like 
20, 30 times. Like I just keep going back and listening to those. I do the same thing with books. I mean, my own books. I've read a million times and I get something different out of them every single time. I always go back and review things because there's always more to pull out. And the more you do that, the more you realize, whoa, I really need to slow down. And what if it's not about how do, how do you want to? So they're saying like using like a topic. So let's say you're trying to learn about, you're trying to learn about gut health and you're just trying to speed through a million pieces of content about gut health. You're actually going to learn more if you slow down and like really dive into one and take your time with it, get as much as you can out of it. And when you've really squeezed all the juice out, get go, then go to the next one. But it's like, we are just staying so surface level with stuff that we actually aren't getting a lot of the answers that we need. And so it's the same thing with life experiences. Like if you think about life experiences as different podcasts or Instagram accounts or books on the shelf, and a lot of people relate to these things in a very surface level way of, okay, I had a bad breakup or something. That There's that relationship. We broke up. I'm moving on to the next and I just want to get to the next person because I think that's going to fill the hole in my heart and then I want to deal with it again. Like it's a very avoidant energy and just trying to speed through things. And then what happens is the same energy is going to pop up either in that relationship or another one in their life because they didn't actually squeeze all of the lessons, wisdom out of that first heartbreak that they could have. Like it wasn't fully healed. The wound is still open. So it's still going to be affected. We're still going to maybe operate or manifest from that wound. So when something is coming up again and again, and you can't stop thinking about it is what I mean. You can't stop thinking about a situation or the person as she asked in this question. We've already established we're deciding it's not so that you're going to keep manifesting it over again. It's because there's something deeper for you to look at. But the first thing I would say is I would do an energy clearing around it. I would do some cord cutting around it. I would use the energy protection masterclass that I have up on my website. I would use the tools in the channel collective to cut cords and clear your energy. I would come to in a high 70 energy healing monthly session in the membership. I would do a clearing around it whatever resonates with you, but cut those cords. I can't tell you how many clients I have had who will come in with the same situation. They're like, I just cannot get this person out of my head. It's an ex, it's a, an old friend, it's mother-in-law, it's an old boss, it's an old coworker. Like I see this so often and I cannot tell you how many times all we have to do is just clear the energy, cut the cord, it takes like five seconds. <laughs> okay, it takes like 20 seconds. And after that, that person's just out of their field. So I know that seems really simple and maybe too good to be true, but that's literally how energy works, which is why I love it so much. I've had this happen many times for myself. Like the second I just go and I do energy work around it and I clear that person's energy out of my field, now they're gone because sometimes it's coming up because we're still, we're just storing it and the energy just needs to move. So we can do that a number of ways that can be through energy work uh, that can be, you know, through emotional release, writing a letter, burning it, anything physical to get it out, dancing it out. I mean, there are different ways to move the energy. I like to just pull it out energetically, cut those cords. But if that person's energy is still in your field, you might still think about them. This is really common from romantic relationships. If you're still storing sexual energy from that person, that can get really stuck in the womb space, but that can get stuck anywhere. You know, sometimes that one thing that person's old boss said is like stuck in that person's throat and it just got trapped there. And that's why they keep thinking about it because the energy is still in the field. So if you are still energetically connected 
to that person, if there's still a cord, if they're still pulling from you energetically, which you never know what that person is doing, right? So the other side of this is maybe we're still storing energy for that person. We're still holding on to it for a number of reasons. We haven't cleared the emotion. We haven't faced the emotion. We haven't fully learned the lessons. We'll get to that in, in a second. You know, there was an interaction where we stored the energy or we have this, if you imagine a cord between the two of you and the energy is going back and forth, like maybe they have been pulling from you this whole time. That's still active. They're still in your field. But then the other thing is maybe that person's stalking you on social media. Maybe that person's thinking about you. A lot of times when people pop up in our heads randomly, that can mean there can be other reasons too, but that can mean that they are thinking about us. And so maybe that person keeps thinking about you. That doesn't mean that you're like out of control with it. At that point, it's okay, great. I'm going to clear this person's energy out of my field and basically decide that they can't access my energetic field. And so what it will do is even if they are like stalking you on Instagram or something, or they're talking about you, thinking about you, what it will first do is make it so that you're not affected by that. And then because the energy will be essentially cut is the best way to describe it or blocked, over time, like they're just going to get redirected elsewhere and you're going to drop out of their mental space as well. So it just naturally creates this thing where their focus gets naturally turned off of you because they can't access your energetic field anymore. And the universe will do that in a variety of ways. So shifting things energetically is super simple and powerful. So maybe you're still storing energy for that person. They're still in your field. And let me tell you, most people have really energetically open relationships. And that's with a situation as well. So this goes back to this idea of, of closure. This is why I love rituals and ceremonies, intention, use your full moon. It doesn't have to be a full moon. It can be whatever you want. You are the powerful one. And what I mean by this is how often we move from place to place. We make a big life transition. We go to a new job. We get out of one relationship and enter another. We end of friendship and are focused more on different ones. If there hasn't been an energetic closure, it's basically like you have all of these books laying out and they're just open in the middle. And suddenly you're like, why, why is there so much clutter in my house? We want to close it up. We want to close up the energy, seal it, say thank you, say this is complete, let it go. What's happening is if there's basically a lot of open energies and we're going to feel that vibrationally and that can make it really hard to move forward. So this is where if you feel like a lot of your dating it keeps getting sabotaged, you're having trouble sticking with a job, you're having trouble with money or stuff keeps going wrong in your house, like weird stuff will happen because it's almost like this, I don't know, like a rebound effect, I guess, because the first situation isn't fully closed. So you can't fully move into the next. And so it's almost like the new location, the new relationship, the new energy, the new career won't fully accept you because you have like one foot in the old and then one foot in the new and you can't really get anywhere. So we got to take that one foot out and fully jump into the new. So if there's any previous situation that really needs some closure, then I would close that up. And so this relates to like this is all connected, right? So you keep thinking about a situation or a person. What I would do is I would set up space to actually surrender to that and go into it and be like, I'm going to sit with this and see what else is here. Like, why is this happening? And so you can meditate, you can call on your guides, you can create a ceremony, you can pull some cards, whatever resonates with you. You can journal about it and really like sit with the emotion. And if it keeps popping up in your head, I would just sit there and I would let it come up. And I would sit there for like 15 minutes 
and see what's underneath it for you. Because it, in doing that, you're going to realize maybe it just doesn't feel closed for you. Maybe there was just no closure and you need to do that. Maybe that's when you're cutting the cords and clearing the energy. But maybe there was something else where the universe is like, hello, like don't move on quite so fast. There's, there's something else here. There's something else going on here. And so the word they keep saying is just surrendering to it. It's coming up because your higher self is trying to get your attention about something that, this is a really weird analogy that they're using, but it's like the wound isn't closing because there is like a little piece of debris in the cut. Like let's say you've got a big cut and there's a piece of debris in there and it keeps trying to close, but it won't fully close because the wound isn't clean, right? And so you're like, oh my God, there was like a little... I don't know, a piece of wood or something stuck in there so it wouldn't close up. So you need to take a second and pull out that little bit of wood and clean the cut so it can actually close up. So what is that little piece of debris in there that we got to get out? That could be an emotional release. If you haven't fully released any emotion around it, if you haven't like said your piece, it doesn't have to be to the person, but this is where letters, writing letters to that person, which you do not need to deliver, is really helpful. Crying about it, screaming about it, like dancing it out, like letting yourself just throw a temper tantrum or feel really sad, whatever emotion needs to come out. If we're trying to zoom on to the next thing, or even if we're not zooming on, but often, you know, people will, will be crying a bit and they're like, I just can't stop crying. And I'm like, well, there's more crying to do. You know, where are we resisting the emotion? And whenever we're like, when is this going to stop? When is the crying going to stop? I don't want to be sad forever. We're in resistance to the emotion. We're in resistance to the energy. So of course it's going to keep coming back up until we fully get it all out. You know, like I think about when I was a little kid and I used to scream and cry and I was, oh my gosh, throwing a wild temper tantrum, sobbing, sobbing, sobbing. And like, because I was sobbing so hard, maybe like five minutes later, all of a sudden it just stopped. And I literally had no tears left. And I was like, okay, I think I'm done. So can we get it all out? Or where is there still energy emotion that needs to come up? So there can be emotions that still need to be released around it. Where where are you? I mean, I think honestly, sometimes I think for this community especially, what's more likely is that there's there can be like some spiritual bypassing energy that can go on. That is a common reason why we can't fully move on. It's like, well, I know it was for me or, you know, they're not a horrible person. It's like, we're not saying anyone's a horrible person, but your feelings in your body at that moment are are valid. And so if you need to scream out like, fuck you, like 500 times to that person, sc- scream it out to move the energy, do it. And that can be okay alongside understanding that person is not a bad person. It's not a horrible person that you played a role in it, that you're not a victim. They're doing the best they can with, with the tools they have, that they're a soul made from love. Like, All of that can coexist, but the problem is a lot of times because this can be really easy to do when when you see people from that place of love and on a soul level, you're you're seeing them on a soul level and recognizing where we have a role to play, and that is a beautiful perspective, but but when that perspective is kind of just abandoned or putting on top of some deep emotions that just need to come out, and we don't need to like... (laughs) freak out about them. They just need to be released. And that can be, you know, just you and yourself feeling that, letting it go. Like that, that needs to be felt. And often that's our, our inner child or our ego. It just needs to say their piece and then it can be done. So I would notice where, ha- where are you like downplaying how you really feel or where are you not letting yourself feel how you really feel because your conscious mind, your higher self 
is seeing it from a different perspective and all of that can coexist. But the thing is, if you feel caught in the same cycle or pattern and you're struggling letting go, like, so just in, in how that's phrased, there's a piece of you that's still holding on. So the question becomes, how is it serving me to not let go of this? Because if there was nothing about holding on to it that was serving you, then you would have already let it go. So there's a reason, and it might be a, a reason that doesn't make sense to your conscious mind or a logical mind, there's a reason you're still holding on to it. If you feel caught in the same cycle or pattern, then what a gift that the universe, your higher self, keeps having you think about that situation or person because they're like, let's get in here. Let's figure out what's the root of this cycle? What's the root of this pattern? And that's where we can do some really powerful inner work and start to uncover like, when did that pattern start? Why did am I getting in that cycle? What exactly is that cycle? What's the underlying belief that is the energetic roots of me engaging in that pattern or that cycle? What we want to get to is what's, what's the underlying belief? I don't feel like I'm good enough. I'm not deserving. I don't trust people. Bad things seem to always happen to me. I always self-sabotage. How is self-sabotaging serving you? How is getting in the same cycle serving you? Well, there are many reasons. How is it keeping you safe? Is it keeping you safe from experiencing real love? <laughs> is it, I know that sounds like it doesn't make sense, but it's a, it's a twisted thing we do subconsciously. I'm afraid of love, so I'm going to keep attracting in this kind of toxic pattern. Or I'm trying to fill that hole in my heart. I couldn't fix this person. I couldn't save this person, my parent, my partner, that friend. So I keep attracting in projects. How is that serving me? It's, how is it serving my ego is, is the question. <laughs> right? What does my ego like about this? How is it actually more safe? When I'm caught up in the secular pattern, it's giving me an excuse not to do X, Y, Z. It's giving me an excuse not to put myself out there the way I really know I'm meant to. And I'm scared of that. So I'm going to keep myself distracted with a secular pattern. Right? Like if you didn't have this pattern or the cycle in your life anymore, what would be different? Really think about that. Journal on that. Like what would be different? And be honest with yourself about what about that scares you? What's scary about that? Because we will keep attracting in certain situations that are distractions or keep us stuck so that we have some type of excuse to not fully step into our mission or our role. It's like, oh, I'm so busy with this that I don't, I can't do that. I'm stuck in this, so I can't do that. So a lot of it can be hiding energy. You're afraid to be seen. We're afraid to be judged. We're afraid of failure. We are afraid of success. So really diving into what am I actually afraid of? And that is that energetic nugget that we really want to get to the bottom of, of like, why does this keep popping up? I think it's a good thing it keeps popping up because there's more to be learned. So have you actually learned all of your lessons from that situation, from that person? And it's really helpful to be very specific with this. So I will journal this out and I will write out for myself, okay, these are all the things I learned about myself. This is how I played a role in these dynamics. That is the important piece. And then tangibly, so in future dynamics, this is what I'm going to do differently. Because there's probably something that we're not fully doing differently. Because a lot of times we, you know, we say, okay, I get that. And I learned that lesson. But then we go into the next situation or relationship and we unintentionally do a different version of the same thing. <laughs> so if we haven't fully integrated the lesson, like there's a full energy shift around it of, okay, I'm vibrationally different. I've released that. I've cleared that. I've recognized the limiting belief. Like I've actually learned the lesson. There's an energy shift. And then it becomes natural for us to show up differently. That's the thing. When there's a real energy shift and that's like a full body realization that can happen while you're journaling and you're like, oh my gosh, 
I just realized I always self-sabotage in this way. Or I always put up a masculine shield. I never let anybody see my heart. I always attract in projects because I like to be a savior because it makes me feel worthy because that was the only thing that I got praised for as a child. When we look at the the root of the patterns or we look at the cycle, we want to think about what's the energy of that? Like if I was to describe how I felt in this situation or the feeling, where else in my life is that showing up? What other relationships did that show up in, especially when I was younger? Where else is it showing up in my life right now? We often don't realize that when there's a cycle that's popping up in a, a relationship, for example, maybe that's, let's say a romantic relationship. Where is that showing up in friendships? Where does that show up in family? Where is it showing up in your career, your relationship with your career or with your relationship with your body, with your relationship with money? If it's happening somewhere, it's probably happening in other places too. So it's like, if I feel like I never supported in romantic relationships, well, is that how I feel about money as well? Is that how I feel about my body as well? That I'm never really supported? These are some really powerful realizations. And when we get to the root of what the belief is, we can start to work with that and talk to that bit of our subconscious, talk to our ego and choose a new belief and rewire a new belief because they're all just neutral beliefs. We get to choose what we want to code in. So if that belief isn't really serving you anymore, then you get to pick a different one and you get to find evidence that different one is true. Or if you're realizing that we're continuing to you know, manifest in this situation or person again and again, because we didn't release emotions around it. We can release the emotions. We can figure out what would it look like for me to live from an open-hearted place from here on out. What am I going to do to connect with myself more? What am I going to do to consistently connect with my soul and to connect with my emotions? Like what are the actual life shifts I'm going to make to show myself, to show the universe that I have integrated the lesson, like I'm showing up differently? Or if I'm realizing that I'm attracting this in because it is a way for me to hide, then let's get to the root of that fear. Let's get right into the middle of what my fear is of stepping into my mission. Like, what am I already expecting to happen? And what if that did happen? Like, let's just go right into it. This is the thing. It's all about surrender and going right in the middle of it, right in the middle of the anxiety, right in the middle of the fear, right in the middle of the emotions, because that is where the wisdom is. And it's like, when you face that, that belief or that thought head on, and you look at it in the eyes, and you really work with it and you stop like running around it, avoiding it, when you face it head on is when you can basically dissolve it, is when you can basically be like, wait, that's not even true. I've been running around doing all this stuff because I have this this belief that it's lonely at the top or I'm going to get rejected, right? And then you start to ask yourself, is that really true though? Well, what would that really mean if that was true? What would that actually mean? If I'm rejected, are those people really for me? Is that how the universe works though? Because if if I'm being my most authentic self and stepping into my purpose and people are leaving me, then they're probably not vibrationally resonant. And the only thing that can happen is that creates space for what I do require to come in. So we want to work with those limiting beliefs. I would definitely recommend the brain rewiring section of the Channel Collective membership to get in the middle of it. There's some really tangible steps and meditations you can use to start to rewire those beliefs. But the key thing here is what is that underlying belief? So when we ask about like, how does one let go and stop thinking about it? If it keeps popping up, it's because you're not supposed to maybe let go of it yet. It's because you still got to get in there and figure out what's underneath it. And once you do, then it can be released. Now, this next part of the question, how do you know when something is yours versus others, past lives, generational pain, etc.? Well, <laughs> you can ask your intuition. <laughs> your intuition can tell you, you can check your Akashic records. You can feel into it. 
right? Maybe you have that, maybe you have it validated by, by an intuitive or, or a healer, but in some ways, like, does it really matter? Does it really matter? And this is where I sometimes get frustrated with the way that people do readings or maybe they're just not, people aren't understanding. Anyway, a lot of people will tell me, they're like, oh, yeah, an intuitive told me that I have that issue because the X, Y, and Z happened in a past life. And I'm like, well, okay, did they clear it? I'm like, no. I'm like, so what What are you taking from that? I'm like, well, I just thought I have this because because I have it from a past life, so it is what it is. And I'm like, no, that's literally not the point. What is the point of getting that information if we can't clear it? Here's the thing. I feel like, yeah, it can be helpful to know, is it mine versus someone else's? Is it a past life versus this life? Is it generational pain? Like, like, what is it? That can be helpful just because of the mindset shift that I think it allows people to separate a bit more and then suddenly they release it. But the thing is that it doesn't really matter. Like you can decide to release all of that. If it's a generational pain, you can clear that for the line. If it's from a past life, you can clear that in this life. I think the problem is a lot of people relate to these things like, oh my gosh, it's from a past life or it's a generational trauma or pain or a curse or whatever. So it is what it is. It's like now you're still in victim mode. And why I love energy work and intuitive work is because it allows you to take your power back. It's not just to get this information and be like, oh, guess I'm shit out of luck. Guess I'm going to keep, you know, breaking my ankle because it happens in every damn lifetime. It's like, okay, we got the pattern. Uh, let's clear it. No. So I got the pattern. Great. I don't have to live with that anymore. But the thing is, whether that is a pattern from this life alone or a different life, it doesn't really matter. Like if you're experiencing it, you're experiencing it. So in that way, it is yours, right? And the same thing with like, is it mine or is it somebody else's? Well, the reason why knowing it's someone else's helps people release it is just because now it's almost like it gives them a reason or it creates this energetic shift where then they're vibrational and available to let go of it. Like, oh, it's not mine. So I guess it's easy to get rid of. But it doesn't really matter. You can get rid of your like stuff that's not feeling good for you just as easily. So what they're showing me right now, it's like, okay, this is so ridiculous. Really, guys? Okay. They're showing me like two two kids and they're playing with mud pies. And the one kid picks up his mud and he throws it at the other kid. And now the kid is like covered in uh, the, the, the other kid's arm is covered in mud. So that moment is it like, whose mud is it? Whose mud is it? Is it that the first kids? Let's say it's a little boy and a little girl. Is it the little boy's mud? Because it was his mud. He picked it up. It's from his mud pie and he threw it on the little girl. Or is it hers? Because it's on her now. Whose is it? Well, you know what? It doesn't really matter. It's on her arm. So it's her responsibility to clear it. <laughs> you know, she can, she can clean it off. She can go clean it off. She can sit there and cry about it. And maybe he'll be nice and help her clean it off. But maybe he won't. Maybe he'll laugh and run away as, you know, four-year-old boys, little boys do. But at that point, it's like, okay, I'm experiencing it, so I'm going to clear it. Like, it is what it is. And so this is where it's really important the more we get into spirituality. I think sometimes people can perceive these things in a way where unintentionally they're still giving their power away. The point of all of this is to take our power back and to view this from an empowered perspective. So it's like, you know what? If it's a generational pain, it's generational pain. Like, I can look at all kinds of things in my family line that I have gotten to clear and heal. And it's like, yeah, I'm clearing that for my whole line, but also like I'm clearing that for me. Like I don't care if it's a generational thing or not. If I'm experiencing it, I'm experiencing it and I want to get rid of it. Like I, I'm no, if it's not serving me, it's not serving me. So I, I want to explain that because it's really important. Now I'm going to give like probably more of the answer that you really wanted, but we, <laughs> I just got to, we got to, we got to go there. Yours. Okay. Where do I want to start? You know what? With all of these, 
generational pain, past lives, yours versus others. The, the easiest way to think about it is like, can I trace back where it came from? Like, do I know where this where, where this came from, where it stemmed from? Or does it seem like a kind of a random thing? And I don't know why it keeps popping up. So I mean, generationally, the more you learn about your ancestral line, you can start, start to piece together, oh, whoa, those are patterns or traumas. And I'm feeling energy from that. I'm still feeling some of those fears or that pattern's coming up in my life. So you can learn about your ancestral line in that way and, and piece that together. Past lives will be, a lot of these are like random phobias or fears or just really like strange things that keep popping up. It can be health issues. Like if you have a recurring health issue that it doesn't really make sense why it won't go away. That can definitely be a past life thing or you have an intense fear and you're like, I have no idea where that came from. Versus if I think about if I have some type of fear and I'm like, well, I know where that happened. It was like, you know, one day when I was five, this happened. All of a sudden I developed this fear of that happening again, or I had a really bad breakup and then I developed these beliefs or behaviors, whatever. If I can trace it back, then, you know, we can think about it from this life. When it's a past life, the the one that's coming to mind, and I'm sure she'll listen to this. Um, one of my friends, I told her about this past life she had and she, she goes, oh my gosh, like I've always had this really weird fear of being framed. And it was related to this past life. And it's like, and she's like, I never understood why I just always was scared I was going to be framed. And you think about something like that. And it's like, I mean, that's such a random fear to have. Like, why would you be framed? You know, like, why would you be framed? So strange things like, like that or phobias that we have, like, Intense fear of water is a really common one for a lot of star seeds for people who were incarnated in Atlantis. The water can be a big one. Um, a lot of, you know, if you were incarnated in like any lifetimes with major losses, like that can really affect us. Typically, like it often gets really stored when we die in that incarnation, like when it ends. Like however we died will impact us because we didn't get a chance to clear or release that energy. Or if there was an experience that we just never fully healed in a lifetime, it will continue to the next. So, you know, you can think about if you have a fear of a certain animal or have had a lot of dreams that created fears, like some of that can, that's often from past lives. So think about those kind of strange irrational fears that, or I won't say irrational, they're not irrational. It's just, you can't logically trace back when that started or like where that formed in this lifetime. None of that's a coincidence. That's because it affected you, you know, in another life. And the same thing with a health issue. If a health issue keeps popping up and there wasn't really a cause or it just seems like this pattern just never goes away. Like for a lot of my friends, it'll be like a certain body part has just always had issues. And it started before there was ever like really a cause or it just keeps boomeranging back, just keeps coming back. That can, that's usually a sign that it's something from a past life. Yours versus others. Like whose is it? A similar thing. Can you trace back like why you're feeling that way, where that came from? And if not, if you have no logical reason why you just started thinking about it randomly, it's probably not yours. Starting to think about like also who have I been around? What have I been listening to? So I will tell you if I watch a lot of TV or if I listen to a lot of mainstream music, I start to get a lot more anxiety. I will get weird thoughts and I have to like cleanse myself with like binaural beats for like three weeks. Uh, So thinking about just content you're consuming, if you're And that could be also on social media. I don't consume a lot on social media. Anything you're watching or listening to, like reality TV or Netflix shows, music, that can kind of mess with your consciousness and can create some like weird energies, beliefs, fears. I mean, think about a lot of music is written about toxic patterns and not fun experiences. 
right? Like pain, heartbreak. So thinking about that, what we're consuming and also who we're around, right? Because if, if you're like, okay, this is the belief or the pattern that I have, I'm, I believe that I can't trust people or I'm always going to get cheated on. I'm always going to get hurt or um, I'm never going to be good enough. Start to think about who am I around that has the same belief and ask yourself, like, when did I start to feel that way or think that way? And notice if there's a correlation because often people, like we pick things up from other people. So I would start to think about like, who else am I around? Do I talk to? Am I connected to energetically that feels the same way as feeling this or thinks this, believes this, has that same kind of energy? If you are getting really insecure, ask yourself, like, who am I around that's insecure? Is that really mine? Or was that my mom's? Is that my dad's? Is that one of my friends who's really insecure? So you can start to kind of trace it back that way. You can also just, you know, ask your intuition, ask your heart space. And this is true in the moment as well. Like if I am all of a sudden feeling something really intense and it comes out of like nowhere, that's usually somebody else's versus, you know, if I watch something and it makes me sad and I feel sad, it's mine. And this is why a lot of people like with their anxiety or feeling low, people freak out and they'll come in like, I think I'm regressing. Oh my God. I'm like, nothing happened to you, but you're probably feeling the collective energy because the collective like when we're having highs and lows, like we really feel it. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably the type of person that really feels the collective energy or you could be feeling one of your friends or your family. So I would honestly, the easiest answer, and this is going to be so dependent on the situation. So I'm keeping it broad because I don't have much more to go off of here. Uh, when there's a specific situation, it's easier to tell, but I would say mostly, was there a clear cause? Can you trace it back? And that's the easiest way to tell if it's yours versus somebody else's. But again, in certain ways, like, does it really matter? Either way, if if it's not serving you, if you don't like it, clear it, release it. And for some of us, that's part of our job, like part of our mission. Like I, part of what I'm here to do is transmute low frequency energies, like take it and just transmute it into a ball of bright white light, <laughs> whether it's mine or somebody else's. So that doesn't mean I'm just like open to, yeah, I'll take everybody's stuff. No, 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 no. I'm not going to just take everybody's stuff, but I also understand that I have that ability to do it. So I can do that. And this is about staying empowered and realizing that we're not like, stuck in any cycle or pattern or limiting belief. We, we have the power and control to shift our reality, to shift our beliefs, to clear out that energy. And that's the most important thing for you to realize is how powerful you really are and that you're not stuck in that situation. So I'm going to wrap up there for today. I hope that was helpful. Loved that question so, so much. Again, if you have a question or a topic for the podcast, you can go to christinathechannel.com slash pod, P-O-D, and submit it there. And if you did enjoy this episode, be sure to take a screenshot, share it to social media, tag me, tag at christinathechannelpodcast, and christinathechannelpod was the old account. We had to make a new one because we got kicked out. So it's podcast, Christina the Channel Podcast. Tag us so I can repost and say thank you. Helps out a ton when you share the episodes. And I just appreciate you all so much. So thank you again for listening. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I'll chat with you again next time. 